right, it is 9.03. Gave you a little chance to uh, catch your breath, have a sip of coffee. We're going to have some here, Lord knows. Uh, my guest, uh, and uh, now what I want you to do is write a note in your calendars because we've been trying to get this thing right. Now, eventually, Bob's probably going to be doing his own show as well here on Radio Westchester, which we look forward to. But also, uh, we're going to have him on every Monday at 9 o'clock, and he covers the news of the day uh, or the news that he's covering. Of course, the big news that Bob has been covering uh, these last few days, this last week or two, and, and frankly, an issue... Uh, we have this expression we used to use in the neighborhood. He made his bones uh, working on uh, the issues of the New Rochelle School District. Very involved he, uh, but of course, many more issues too. He's the managing editor and the publisher of Talk of the Sound. And uh, I love the handle, Considered the Source, since 2008. Bob Cox, good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you and uh, also appreciate the people that you've invited to be with us. Do you have any more news? We know that the football team won, which is a good thing, uh, and the people are waiting to see if and when their coach comes back. What can you add to that so far? What do you know so far? Well, first let me say that I was uh, up in Mahopak, as they say it up there. Mahopak? They say Mahopak, and I always say Mayopak. Yeah, well, Mahopak um, for the game Saturday. And, uh, you know, it was my idea of fun necessarily because it was freezing cold and uh you know the game was tied most of the way seven to seven but it ended up being an incredibly exciting game yeah. where about five minutes to go Rochelle scored got a fumble scored again one twenty one seven, and uh i was on the field uh, as the clock wound down and with the players when they got their plaque and and all that and um so I just would say that that was uh, a genuinely exciting, wonderful moment for the players and for their coaches mm -hmm. and to to be right up in there with them as they were celebrating. I would describe it as uh, just pure joy. Yeah, it uh, was, wasn't it? And uh, right after the game was over, I went to my car to warm up a little bit and to write up a few things and post some photos and videos and... Uh, you know, I, I observed that, uh, you know, it was uh, a real testament uh, to the players, the student-athletes, mm -hmm. uh, and their coaches. And the, and, and the assistant coaches who took they, over for the Well, just the, the ga game aside, yeah, which they won, um, the, these are kids, okay, 15, 16, 17 years old kid, uh, kids, who stood up to kind of media pressure that makes pro athletes crack. Mm -hmm. uh, every media outlet in the area has been covering this story uh, for the past week, mm -hmm. and those players and those coaches uh, comported themselves in an incredibly, you know, I would say, uh, admir well, admirable way. You almost way. want to say a professional way. Yeah, well, admirable way. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, you could talk all day long about how Coach D infected kids' lives and, and all that. But there was nothing uh, more a testament to that than how these student-athletes mm -hmm. responded over the course of the week because they conducted themselves in such an admirable way. And not that winning is everything. Um, it's the only thing, right? They won, mm -hmm. right? So under really adverse circumstances. And so now they go on to the next round up in Middletown on Saturday evening. 
And uh, so just I wanted to start off before we get into all the backstory of what happened. At the end of the day, these kids performed incredibly well. Well, they and they deserve kudos. And and as far as you know, football is a little different than some of the other sports. A lot has to do with the infrastructure you set up and how you you delegate to the assistant coaches. So it's still a win uh, for the coach, even though he wasn't there. I mean, it's his it's his shop, it's his program. Yeah, I mean, as far as um, developments, um, you know, we're we're. Um, spoke to school officials over the weekend mm-hmm. so they're going to have a uh decision when they have a completed investigation whenever that is mm-hmm. they don't have any particular schedule for when that would be i know you had uh had uh you know been in communication about having them come on yes i did your show and uh i'll pass along to you from them having spoke to them sunday that uh they will be here when uh, when yeah, they're they ready. Yeah, they said they'd be when they're ready. They said the last they said to me was after Tuesday, evidently, but but that doesn't mean Wednesday, obviously. Yeah, just whenever whenever it's ready. So we're not going to hear much from them officially until then. Um, but uh, you know, I think um, there hasn't been a huge change since uh, the end of the week. But I haven't been on since Tuesday, so just to update, you know. Um, we had the announcement Wednesday night. We had there was a press conference uh, Thursday morning. There was uh, a, an after event uh, with a bunch of parents that showed up mm-hmm. uh, immediately after. I would say there was uh, well well over a hundred uh, people that were parents or otherwise associated with the football program, and then um, uh, there was uh, a back and forth involving the union. So they put out a statement that they're calling on the re- for the resignation, the resignation of the, the superintendent, which was uh, pretty amazing considering it was exactly two weeks into her tenure. So that's probably a record somewhere. Well, I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Friday there was uh, two events. There was a organized sort of student walkout at the high school and uh, uh, in the afternoon. And then in, later in the day there was uh, a rally on the steps of City Hall with the union. Uh, where they sort of reiterated their concerns about uh, due process, which which the union president hopefully will come on later and he mm-hmm. can uh, expand on. Um, but uh, overall, you know, not a good situation. And um, I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. You know, Bob, even from some of the conversations we've had, and, and you can even, I'm sure, sense the soberness in me, these things are become so complex, and in the effort to be fair uh, and try and capture it, you can pull your hair out. You may well I have. I would. I would if I had any. <laughs> no, but what, as, as you know, we, we really wrestle with Maybe this because you want to be fair, <laughs> and then you say to yourself, particularly during commentary periods, did I, did I go too far? Did I get the facts right? And so you struggle to do that. Why, when dealing with the school districts, and, and perhaps you can even act as a counselor to someone like me, you've done it so for so long, why is it like trying to nail jello to a wall? It's hard to get to the bottom of this stuff. Well, um, I think it's uh, sort of the natural state of the way education bureaucracies work. Uh-huh. Um, they're used to not being transparent. Um, they often have the ability to hide behind confidentiality and privacy of students and staff. 
Yeah, that was brought up by a commentator earlier today. Yeah, so, um, but uh, they also, in my view, live in a world where the average parent or resident has no way to fact check what they're saying. And I believe that's one of the reasons that I've annoyed school officials for so long. Well, for, for decades. Because now. I have the ability to get <laughs> the other side of the story. And, uh, but I've had that experience many, many times where you know, people will tell you something and then you go actually look to see what happened and it turned out not to be true. I'm not saying that's specifically happening here. No, I understand. But I said that's sort of the, the, the mindset that's existed. And you, know, uh, you would think um, that they've learned that uh, trying to you know, squeeze uh, down on that information is only going to cause it to slip through their fingers because it makes it that much more interesting for somebody like me to bring it out. Mm. Right? See, if they were just transparent all the time, nobody would read Talk of the Sound. You wouldn't be having me as a guest because there'd be nothing to talk about. Well, that's interesting to say. but uh, So please keep doing it. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> My guest is Bob Cox. Grateful for the uh, lack of transparency that some people in the news often uh, proffer and then get caught at. But even in a case like this, you know, my first reaction was, okay, we got a straight shooter and people don't like a straight shooter. And there's still a part of me that almost hopes that's the case, but hopes got nothing to do with facts. Um, because if a rule, and again, if a rule was broken and that was the way it's supposed to get handled. But as usual, uh, then so be it, but as usual, there's always a lot more to the story. Well, there is, and so I'll say two things about that. So to address directly what you just said, and <laughs> yeah, then sort please. of onto the issue of backstory. Yeah. Um, people are going to be, I think, very disappointed if they imagine that there is going to be something like the Mueller report that comes out that says, okay, here's everything we know about what happened. Here's all the witness statements. Here's the videotape. Here's the medical records, whatever. Okay. It seems like that that's very unlikely to happen. Okay. What's more likely to happen is that the, there's going to be an announcement of some adjudication of this matter and a statement of, and we can't tell you. So what's going to really change? Well, either the coach is going to be terminated. Which I doubt. He, well, I have no idea. He's going to either be terminated. They're going to say time served, right? Or you're going to get suspended you know, for 30 days or something like that. That's something that they do for teachers, 30 but days. But they're going break. to have to if they do that, aren't they, Bob, going to have to say why? No. Don't they have to at least say the rule he violated? No. But then, but this here's, what, here's, here's the two worlds that are colliding here. If that's true, uh, and if they say that we, because of confidentiality, why then is the union upset that more wasn't said? What would the union have preferred to see in this case, do you think? And we'll ask Well, we're going to hear directly from the man yeah. himself, so we can just wait to hear what he has to say, but... I read the because the that flies in the face of logic. If if we we, we don't, uh, although not necessarily, because it depends on who's deceiving who. If the school is saying we're reassigning him temporarily, but we can't tell you why to protect confidentiality, what could they? And again, this is rhetorical, I guess, at this point, what could they have done in the absence 
of disclosing even more information. Well, I think the uh, statement from the union is pretty clear that they feel that due process was violated because they made a public announcement that they were taking this action without having actually completed an investigation. And I've been involved in about 15 cases where employees were brought up on charges because of my reporting. So Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with what happened in those cases. And uh, this is mostly in the past three years. And uh, the standard process is is that an employee gets a letter from HR saying report to City Hall. Uh, They sit down and they're told, okay, here's what you're accused of doing. Um, You're entitled to representation. So we're going to set up a meeting you know, next week, you're going to come back with your lawyer and or your union representative, and we're going to go through this uh, in detail, and we're going to talk about what's going to happen, okay? So obviously none of that happened because the press release went out first. Um, according to Coach D's supporters, he hasn't spoken publicly, but um, he did not actually have a meeting with anybody at City Hall. There was supposed to be a meeting Thursday morning, for whatever reason, it didn't happen, and there hasn't been a meeting as of Friday evening, so I assume that's still the case now, that there has not been a meeting. Maybe there's one this morning, but that is not actually the process that the district has followed in the past. Well, that's in the building, but again, there is a new a new uh, uh, sheriff in town, but can I infer from what you've said <clears throat> that he's not been told what he violated? Well, we well, don't know that. Well, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know because nobody's really talking, okay? So all we have is sort of secondhand accounts. But the, there was a statement of facts that was put out by the New Rochelle High School Football Parents Association. Mm-hmm. I'm probably getting their name exactly wrong, but the but, parents of the football program right. um, that laid out uh, a statement that, to the effect that um, after the incident, he was uh, called in to talk to the interim principal, Joseph Starvaji. Mm-hmm. Then he got a phone call from the HR person and was notified that he, by, by the principal that he was not going to be coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that process, if that's accurate, that is not the normal process. Usually they gather all the information first, and then they go to the person and say, here's what we have. And they might say, if you don't resign... We're going to, you know, pursue charges. We're going to refer to the DA, depending on the nature of, of what the person's accused of. So it seemed a bit backwards. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know what to say because um, the superintendent was asked all these questions at the press conference and mm-hmm. since, and she has said that she's not going to talk about the process. Yeah, well, that was my question uh, to you. You'd, you'd attended all these press conferences, and yet she says she won't talk about the process. What has been her major, thus far, defense of what she did? Well, I think it was more that she stated what was done and that the press conference wasn't to discuss any of that. It was to talk about how the school was going to support the student-athletes and, you know, what was happening with the coaches and that they would, you know, have support as players and getting ready for the game. But none of it was about what actually happened, right? So we have a lot of different versions of what happened out there floating around. Um, but none, none of them officially from, from her. Mm-hmm. And nothing. The board isn't saying anything. Or In the fact, board. the board members haven't even been at any of these meetings, which you know is by design. I mean, she basically is the one who made the decision, 
and it's pretty clear her personality is my decision I'll go explain it you know defend it you know speak and um, so she she's not that hiding that, she's that, been yeah, accessible. that in and of itself is, is commendable but it, the, the proof is going to be in the pudding but her well that that was. room that so there was the press conference which was the second most number of cameras I've seen at a press conference the for the school district the first most was was after Valerie, Valerie Schwab, Schwab. Um, so it was a high level of interest from the media uh, for the obvious reason that, uh, you know, uh, it's an interesting story, but also the football team happens to be ranked number two in the state. They're going into the playoffs. Right. The coach D. Well, Renzo well, is widely known. And also the backstory that she, she has taken this job already under fire because of her lawsuit down in New York City and the reaction by the group known as, I guess, euphemistically or specifically is the collective which doesn't want her to be there because of that lawsuit yeah i mean i think that that's a whole other set of issues there but um you know you you kind of have to wonder about that because she's already in a deep hole with uh, a number of people in the, in the minority community. communities mm -hmm. or um you know sort of with the far left of the democratic party in new rochelle um, you know, people that are now city council people elect have mm -hmm. been actively opposing her. Uh, the NAACP is opposing her, calling for a resignation. And then, you know, I'm, I was at the theater Wednesday night. Yeah, you. And uh, so your, I had my phone off. your moment. Well, I had my phone off. I wanted to see David Byrne, uh, mm -hmm. American Utopia. Excellent, by the way. Oh. And um, so I turned my phone on. Of course, it blew up. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I dig through and I find the announcement from the district and uh, that they are reassigning a Coach DiRienzo. And my first reaction was, you know, is this woman crazy? No. Because <laughs> well, from a political because, point of view. Because Coach D is uh, without he's argument. He's an icon. Without argument, he, well, he's the most popular figure in the African-American community in New Rochelle, bar none. He's widely, widely liked, loved by people. So you're already in a hole, and now it seems like, boy, you're really going to dig yourself into a deeper hole. And I don't see from talking to all the people I talked to, for example, at the game, I made it a point to go around. That's why I went there. I wasn't a sports mm -hmm. reporter. I wasn't covering the game itself. I was trying to talk to the people that were there. And uh, I would say that, uh, you know, this is a permanent uh, damage. Uh, to the relationship between the black community and the superintendent. Why is Mr. Why is Co Coach so uh, uh, marred in the African American community? Uh, well, he has uh, for a long time been, I think, fair to say, a father figure to many of these players oh, who cool. didn't that's necessarily wonderful. have fathers in the home. Mm -hmm. He has given a lot of himself back to the community. And uh, is viewed, uh, I think rightly so, as a selfless individual who is much more concerned about his players than he is about himself. And I didn't need even hear the quote that he ended up giving to uh, NBC, WNBC, which is, I'm not worried about myself, I'm worried about my players, you know, going into what mm -hmm. was happening with this weekend. Um, because that's how he thinks, that's how he talks. I've had many sidebar conversations with him. I used to walk my dog past the practice field uh, you know, uh, regularly and uh, would occasionally talk to the coach. 
and that's what his focus was, just uh, just uh, his players. I think our guest is with us. Uh, Bob, the voice you hear right now is uh, that of Bob Cox. He's the managing editor and publisher of Talk of the Sound. And again, I love the handle. Considered the source. We certainly use him that way and employ him that way and are happy to do so. Um, on the telephone right now, because he's right on time, uh, I've known this man for years myself, when he was uh, uh, working with the church here locally, former fireman, head of the NAACP. Please welcome uh, Mark McLean. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Uh, good morning. How are, how are you, Bob? Okay, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a very busy time. Bob Cox uh, is here, as you know. Robert, say hello. Hey, Mark, how you doing? And uh, I know you. we, we wanted, uh, of course, to talk with you and get your take first about what happened over this weekend. And, uh, Bob, please be, be right with this. Um, uh, kudos to the team. They won. Kudos uh, to the management of the coaches. And, of course, uh, uh, certainly coach can take credit for that, football being a, a, an infrastructure sport that you have to manage every day. Um, what's your take about what went on, and and and, and where would you like to see this well, head? Well, uh, I would say that uh, you know this is a this is this is a manifestation of a board that has gone off the rails. Um, they have created a, a a an atmosphere in the district of uh, of palpable fear of retribution and. Uh, taking out personal vendettas. Uh, what happened to uh, Coach D was, um, was, was, was outrageous. It's, um, it's, uh, very unfair. And, um, it's, um, it's, it's damage that he has sustained to an impeccable 30 year record that it, he probably won't ever be able to get back. And so it's, it's very unfortunate. And at the end of the day, our community and our students lose because of this um, tyrannical um, leadership uh, of, of our board. Now, you, you, you mentioned tyrannical leadership. Now, again, Coach, we were just talking about uh, the coach. He has such a wonderful rec re reputation in the community, et cetera, that I'm going to assume, and we all aren't sure about exactly what happened, that he made an error in protocol. This is an assumption. Uh, with the best of intentions, I don't see how that should hurt his reputation. I mean, clearly... It allows someone to well, ask, gee, you guys couldn't wait till after the investigation or whatever the case well, may be. Well, 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 allow me to enlighten you on how his reputation has been Please do. Uh, damaged severely. First of all, I was on, I, I had, I was on the phone with uh, Coach D, uh, you know, uh, minutes after this uh, press release and uh -huh. uh, this was my um, uh, uh, email went out. And, uh, he explained to me exactly from his point of view what happened, mm -hmm. and and when I heard it, you know, I was I, I was shocked. Are you at free? You know, I, I don't want to get I don't want to hurt his case in any way. So let me preface this by saying, um, and by the way, I know you become a minister. Should I be addressing you as such? I don't want to be disrespectful. 
You're Minister McLean now, correct? Well, oh, yes, yes, I am Minister. Okay, but well, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I, I am, I am a, uh, I am a child of this of, of this community, and uh, I, I'm born and raised here. Well, so I know I mean, that well. I know Mark, that well. Mark, but I've been Mark McLean is a. It's fine. Okay, but I've been Uh, calling you Mark for years, but I like to respect titles on the air, sir. But anyway, are you at liberty to to mention what the coach said? Yeah, it's out there, and it helps the the fact that it's out there because it's so innocuous compared to what they did to him that it just illuminates the... the, um, the, the ridiculous, the, the ridiculousness of of the board, and it shows obviously that they have this. This is a personal vendetta. He was helping a, a family member that was in distress. I'm just going to put it this way to keep it to keep it quick. He was helping a family member that was in distress, and he delivered her to her father um, and delivered her to safety. Now you, you can compare and contrast that those facts with the fact that they put out this nebulous press release to all the press that you know allowed people and encouraged people to speculate whether or not he was in, inappropriate sexually with a student. Once oh, I that, hadn't even thought that of that. Up, oh my! So once that goes out, that that you never can get that back. My son, who who, who played for Coach D, he he's he's. He's living in Maryland. He gives me a call. He says it's all over. It's all over uh, uh, personal or uh, uh, social media, and everyone is speculating that the, 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 the coach did touch a child. That's horrific. It's horrific. And once that goes out, once you spill that milk, you can never, you can never get that back. And um, it, it is all because this this board, you know, led by Amy Mazzelli, has has been for some time operating with uh, you know retribution in in, in in the politics of of personal vendettas. Why have, why target the coach? Thing. Why target the coach who's who everyone knows is an icon? <laughs> well, there was there was this this recent um, you know there, there was this recent argument that the coach was in the middle of with with the. Uh, with with this school district, school board district uh, around the firing of the the athletic trainer, I I happened to 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 be to get pulled in, you know, because you know they fired the athletic trainer, which was and she was beloved by by everybody, including Coach D, mm-hmm. and then the 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 the, 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 uh, the bad part about it is is that they they didn't. Um, replace her, and they had the they, they had the uh, the football team practicing and, and and actual playing actual games without a athletic trainer. Do we and know why? Outrage. Pardon me, me, Minister. Do do we know, Reverend, mm-hmm. why she was um, why she was dismissed? I I just got a a a, a cursory um, narrative that she 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 butted heads with. With the doctor, uh, who's the head of uh, of district health. Um, Bob, can you? Uh, uh, Bobby, uh, the, the medical, Bobby, Bobby Bob with her name. The who's medical her, director. Name? The medical director, Doctor Brooke Belchan. Brooke Bell. He said the medical director, doctor, is by the name of Brooke Bel- Belchan. Continue. Bel- 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 
she had a personal she she had a personal uh you know uh you know argument or that you know their personality didn't didn't meet didn't, didn't mesh and Bel, uh, Dr. Beltran was the one that initiated her her uh, her removal. Well, just, I don't uh, know that me, uh, to be me, true. And, and Mark, let me just uh, jump in. So, because I looked up all the records on this, uh, yesterday, so she she uh, uh, the the uh, athletic trainer was was working part time uh, under a contract with the company she worked at for the past three years, and uh, there was a push to get it made into be a full time position, um, and uh, sort of famously within the school board world. A bunch of athletes showed up at the budget meeting back in the spring, and they were both advocating for having a full-time trainer, and they also ate all the cookies. So oh. this was <laughs> controversial. What's wrong with eating the cookies? Well, because I wanted some cookies, and oh. uh, there was none left. Uh, you don't let a bunch of student athletes come in and get access to free cookies. So, oh my goodness! But uh, this has been simmering for a long time, and what happened was that. They actually had an RFP. They uh, signed a contract uh, with this company. But by then, and this was in August, uh, four days earlier, she had already agreed to take a position at Pace University as the athletic trainer there. So um, I don't think it was a matter of competence because this person was obviously good enough to get hired at a, at a university. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the, between August and November, there's been this sort of running battle behind the scenes and I think what Mark's getting at is there was a personality conflict involving the coach and the medical director and it played out on this issue of the uh, athletic trainer uh, and then this uh, the allegation is among many people is that the retribution that Mark's referencing is that the medical director and some on the board sort of going after the coach because of this fight over the athletic trainer so this was sort of a case where this incident occurred and maybe you'd say that he sort of handed his enemies a sword. Okay, but he handed them a sword by 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 whatever the breach was in protocol by taking this person direct to the family. Because one of the things that's been hard for us in the in the news, uh, uh, Reverend McLean and also Bob, is to understand what protocol was violated that justified his being suspended. And this. This is this is the point of the uh, of, of you know argument there too is that it, he his position is he's not aware of any protocol mm -hmm. and, and, and 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 having worked there you know I I can attest that there there are a, a lot of there's there, there's not protocols or there are protocols that they're not enforced. Uh, uh, in a lot of things, and so he's he's saying that you know he, he he's saying that there isn't any, and if there is, he wasn't aware of any. But the, the but the 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 thing that 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 is so obvious is that you have you have an incident that is someone who is is, is acting to protect his his uh, uh, his family member and. The, the punishment is so um, disproportionate. It's so out of line with, with what really actually happened, um, and so that's, that 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 tends to to point to that there was 
you know, some extra motivation to make an example out of Coach D. Do now, you, Coach D. Go ahead. Uh, now, Coach D has been a he's been a foundational figure in in particular in 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 African American community. And we all know what the turmoil has been uh, with this with this district around uh, hiring and 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 and. Uh, and not following policies to bring us a a, a, a superintendent with an anti black lawsuit and, and a legacy of segregation and and, and and injuring, you know, in my point of view, the African American community and the community at large by this board. Now they exacerbate this by taking this incident that could have been easily resolved. And, and 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 doing something that completely destroys the reputation of, of, of a person that has that has done great work, particularly the, uh, uh, amongst young African American males in in, in 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 developing a a a wonderful football program that teaches our young kids about hard work, about about a work ethic, about teamwork, about Perseverance, never giving up, and they do this, and they don't even in, in the community. The kids are not even in 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 their calculation. And see, this this has to stop. This has to stop, or else our community is going to go down the tube. Bob has something you want to say, Just just okay. we have to focus in on what's the problem. The problem is this tyrannical board. Mark, um, so there may be a resolution of an investigation at some point, and we may hear exactly what it is or not, but would you say that, um, based on what you just said, that before the investigation's completed, Coach D has already been punished? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. And it's been unfairly punished. Now, and, I, um, I just want to weigh in, and maybe because I'm a Pollyanna-ish guy, and I never thought of his touching a, a, any, any person inappropriately, but someone with his reputation, uh, and, and I'm not trying to get in the way of any potential lawsuits or union work, I can't imagine that any hint of... of, of of anything worse than breaking a, a, an informational protocol will, will tarnish his career. I'd like to think not. Maybe I'm just being Pollyannish. Bob's looking at me like well, as if to say, Bob, you are being well, Pollyannish. I, I, I just think in the world of, of social media and, and Google and all that and online reputation, uh, when you I would Google, just hate that for him. Well, when you, when you Google his name, okay, what are the stories that you're going to see? Um, up until the other day, you were going to see stories about how they won a playoff game. Right. Now, if you Google his name, you're going to see all these stories about he's been reassigned and there's all this speculation as to why. So I think Mark has a valid point. And, um, you know, there's a... No, I understand. I'm just saying I tend to be Pollyannish about that. I mean, the guy is is an icon who uh, I, I, I've never... You know, uh, well, there's a, there's a movie that I'm sure Mark has seen many, many times called Notting Hill with Julia Roberts. Yeah, I've seen it. Hugh Grant, because he's a big Julia Roberts fan. And um, 
in that scene, she plays a movie star, mm -hmm. and there's this uh, scandal. Sure, I, I know it well. She makes the point to the the guy. Says, "What's the big deal? It's just today's newspaper. It'll be gone tomorrow." She says, "Nope, it's forever. This is forever. I'll be dealing with this forever. Every time I have a movie come out, I'll be asked about it. Every interview I do, I'll be asked about it." And that's uh, a fair summary of the situation Coach D has because this will be something that follows him for a long time. Okay, I got to be said, outcome. It's 9.36. You're listening to the uh, long-form interview with Bob Cox. We have a guest on the telephone, uh, a minister now, Mark McLean of the NAACP as well, uh, talking about the situation uh, affecting the coach of the football team. We do expect to be joined by the head of the union. Where, where, what are you going to do next about this, Mark? Where are we headed next? Uh, well, the, 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 the main, I can tell you what the main focus of Coach D is, and, and from, from the on, uh, onset of this, it's, it's, on, it's on his kids. And um, his, his singular focus is getting back uh, to be able to do what he does best, and, uh, and and minister to the kids. Um, for me, as a community activist, I, 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 am, I am going to focus on holding the, the folks that are responsible for the chaotic mess that is our community right now in New Rochelle. Uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's the board and its leader, uh, Amy Mazzelli. Um, we have all these symptoms of of, of this sickness. We've, here before we've been focusing on the symptoms. We have, we have Laura Fay, who, who I believe should have never even gotten an interview, let alone a job. We have a, a law firm that is anti-union and, and anti-worker that has, that has terrorized our, our district. Um, and we just have a, a general, um, disrespect and disregard for the community and that it's all uh, the, the responsibility for that all comes from this runaway board that has, has advocated its responsibility in which they were elected to do and that's represent the community and the kids in, in the kids in this community. So I would be focused on holding, holding people. Okay, Mark, we, we, we just did hear from uh, our next guest. You can hang with us for a little while if you can. Again, this is uh, the extended hour on Radio uh, Westchester, the Mornings with Bob Marone show. We are talking about the issues with the school district. We have heard and uh, will continue to hear from Mark McLean from the NAACP. He's also a minister here in town, former fireman, and uh, as he said, an activist. And we're getting that side of the story now. Also with us, please welcome the uh, head of the union here, the school union, uh, representing the teachers in New Rochelle, Martin Daly. Uh, Mr. Daly, good morning, and thank you for calling in. Good morning. Thank you for uh, for having me. Now, I am with Bob Cox, whom you know well. Bob Cox, the managing editor and publisher of Talk of the Sound. Now, we, of course, heard some of the announcements coming from yourself and your concerns. Uh, and I think Mr. McLean, uh, Minister McLean, uh, articulated well what his concern was about, about the uh, coach's reputation. Uh, again, I tend to be Pollyannish. I'm not as worried about that, perhaps, as he is. But what is your concern, and, and how do you intend to proceed? 
Um, okay, well, I think our, our primary concern was with the decision by the, the board um, and the superintendent to send out flyers, uh, not flyers, send out emails last week uh, when two two uh, when two members, but first uh, we'll start with Mr. Durenzo. Mr. Durenzo was reassigned to home pending an investigation into an infra- alleged infraction that the district felt they wanted to look into, and that mm-hmm. they sent him home while they did that. That's standard operating procedure here. The union understands and fully respects the district's rights to, you know, reassign someone to home and while they investigate you know, uh, an, uh, an allegation of wrongdoing or an infraction against policy. What bothered us was later that day, the district sent out an email to the entire New Rochelle community under the, under the guise of transparency, asserting that Mr. Durenzo had been sent home, but, you know, pending an investigation. But, of course, they couldn't, because the privacy laws prohibit it, from going into the details of, the, of that. It just ended up being... You know, the man's name and reputation was put out there. People, you know, sometimes right away speculate the most egregious kinds of violations, which this is not. Um, they speculate illegal activity, which this is not. not. And it really it really undermines, you know, uh, his opportunities for full and fair hearing on the issues and then to be restored back to work. Um Ironically, later that night, after Mr. Dorenzo's, the email regarding Mr. Dorenzo went out, the board and the school superintendent sent out a second email about a teacher at Isaac E. Young who was also sent home and needed an investigation into some allegations um, about him. That teacher was suspended over a week ago. So I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why... No email went out at the time of that suspension, but waited almost a full week and went out an hour after Mr. Dorenzo's email, uh, the, the email about Mr. Dorenzo. So it seems as though they're scrambling to try and say this, this is a new policy, um, but it, it, it really upset the union. It upset our members. We feel that they're really Im- impacting in a very negative way um, our due process rights, our names are out there uh, without any due diligence. Neither of these members have met with the, the superintendent or, or the human resources director. Uh, neither of these members have been afforded an opportunity to tell their side of the story. It all The names were just put out in the community. Um, it, it becomes almost like a trial by, by innuendo and, and speculation and, hear, and hearsay. And, you know, how do, these, how do these two men get their good names back? And both of them have good reputation. So it was that judgment call to send out an email to the entire school district announcing that two teachers had been suspended pending investigations that was unprecedented. Now, uh, so if, if I may... Frustration came. I'm that, that, well, no, that's okay. Uh, that voice you hear is that of Martin Daly. He is the union representative for the teachers here in New Rochelle. Yeah, jump we, in, Bob, and correct me because before Marty gets in trouble with the other half of his oh, go ahead. membership. Yes, thank you, Bob. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> if you refuse, <laughs> is the teachers and the service related professionals, which would be grounds and. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Groups. Yeah, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Thanks, Bob. I, I appreciate my that, and, I, and thank you for the clarification. Hey, Bob. don't you think I should be the 
the one uh, being thankful. Thank you, Robert. He saved my butt yet again. You'd have a whole bunch of people out here protesting. Yeah. Why, why are those people? I see pitchforks <laughs> and torches <laughs> circling the radio station. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Daly, what, what should have been done in your view? What would the union have respected in this case? Well, I would have, I would have respected uh, the process if they had kept it the way it always had been, you know. Which was? Which was to, if, if, if an allegation was made and the district felt they needed to investigate it prior to taking action um, because they wanted to find out all the facts, which is their right, nobody's going to argue that, certainly not the union. It was done in a manner that the teacher or the staff member was assigned to home the, the uh, incident or event or series of events or whatever allegations were investigated by uh, usually the building principal or supervisor, perhaps the human resources office. The member would be called in to um, speak to the allegations or the concerns, and then a decision would be reached. Um, sometimes there would be a, a disciplinary penalty, like a, a letter to file, Sometimes there would be um, the decision to take further action, you know, more serious action. And sometimes, oftentimes, the member is returned to his or her work assignment with a, what we call letter of counsel, which isn't really disciplinary, just mm -hmm. a reminder that, mm -hmm. you know, this wasn't your best judgment. Please don't let it happen again. Um, Bob had a, had a comment. Go ahead, Robert. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a defense that's offered of why the announcement was made for Coach DiRienzo, which is um, no offense to the rest of your members, but he's somebody who's so highly visible that if he suddenly right. disappeared, that uh, that would raise even more questions that he's not at practice if he wasn't at the game, which, you know, based on what happened, and he wouldn't have been. Kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. So defense. how do you address that part where they, they I, were doing, you know, something that they kind of had to do because of, of him being such a high-profile public figure? And that's that's a, that's a, a fair question, and and it's true. I mean, you know, uh, Coach D is well known and and happily well respected uh, throughout the district. I think what we would have preferred is, well, first, if it if they had conducted their investigation in a in a in an expedited manner as they had claimed, if it happened in the afternoon on Wednesday. It could have been resolved right. maybe a day's absence, which really wouldn't have, you know, everybody has a, a sick day here and there. Um, a day's absence, maybe two days, which wouldn't have had to be explained. Um, you know, just, right. and and if, if it went longer than that, then perhaps they could have said something to maybe the football team parents or, or, or his students at the high school. Um, but again, one of the things that frustrates us, in, in specifically in Coach D's uh uh, situation is on Wednesday afternoon we had had conversations I had had conversations with Mr. Dorenzo with Mr. Servaggi, with Mr. Scordo who's the Human Resources Director and we believed that we would be able to meet on Thursday morning and reach a resolution on, on this matter and that was scuttled Wednesday night with the uh, email that went out with the decision to cancel the meeting with Mr. Dorenzo on Thursday. And as of now, and I sent emails or texts this morning to both the superintendent and the human resources director saying, please, can we have a meeting today? Let's expedite this and, and bring some normalcy back to our school district. 
And I got a very, you know, benign response saying, we will schedule it as soon as possible. There doesn't seem to be any sense of urgency on the part of the school district. And I think they're, they're using this faux transparency and this uh, thorough investigation to just delay it. And, and I don't think they understand the, the, the deep, deeply held feelings of the community, of the union, and certainly of the players, that they want to see Coach D restored to his position. And if there's, you know, if there's any way to do that, we should be working on that now. And, and they don't seem to see that as a priority. No, no, for it, it is 9.48. I think Reverend McLean had something to add. Uh, Mark? Uh, yes, well, well uh, Mr. Daly uh, uh, adequately uh, uh, said what I want to say in terms of in terms of the expeditious process. This thing should, could have been taken care of expeditiously, and let's be let's be clear and let's be frank about it. this is not a an infraction that was so horrendous. And so, so hideous that you have to you you, you have to tar and feather uh, this individual lock exactly. out, of the, uh, exactly. out of the school. This is heavy-handed tactics that is clearly motivated by by something other than justice and protecting the kids. Well, Bob wants I, to. I, I could not. I could not agree okay, more with Bob. With Bob. Okay, yeah, Bob wanted to mention something. Well, I, I wanted to actually ask this question of Mr. Daly, which is um, at some point this is going to get resolved, okay? We'll have a decision and adjudication of the matter one way or the other. However, what's not going away is the fact that they put out these names to the public sort of before they exactly. went through the process. So uh, you had a rally on, uh, on Friday afternoon. Uh, the White Plains uh, unit of NYSET uh, expressed their support. Uh, do you think that this issue with the union's concerns about due process is going to go away just because the matter of either the teacher at Isaac or well, the no. coach? Uh, so what's going to happen next with that? What no, we, we, we certainly don't. I mean, these two, and, and again, I, I Lou being a, a kind of a high-profile member in our school district, um, kind of drew a lot of a lot of public attention to it, but in in both cases, we felt that was pretty egregious. And neither one of them, and I could not agree more with uh, uh, Doctor uh, um, Minister M uh, McLean's um, observations about the heavy-handed manner in which this is proceeding. Um, but we we, we plan to pursue it. We have, I, I'm trying to work with uh, get some advice from our nice office of counsel. Um, to see, can we limit? Usually, those kinds of emails are sent out when there's something egregious, uh, usually illegal. Um, but for you know boilerplate infractions of policy, protocol, or kind of vague allegations that need to be really re researched and investigated, they're not sent out for the very reason that the the disposition of those cases if they're not criminal or, or that serious, will never be known, and therefore our members' names are kind of besmirched, you know, going forward for a, a very long time. I, I had so a question we, for you. They're, they're twofold. One, and, and Bob and I we were, we're, con, were collaborating here, one question is what is a policy violation, number one, and number two, 
Some of this is it not judgment where where it's incumbent on on whomever is 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 right. is citing yeah. the judgment is that's a problem shouldn't have done it but we're we're going to hold it. let's let's have the football game and we'll deal with it exactly. later on the, exactly. or or but but that's judgment but but when we look at the what's hard and fast what is a policy violation very specifically can you tell us what that is. Uh, um. Well, again, policy violations can run from the benign um, failure to failure to uh, provide a substitute lesson plan for an absent is a policy violation, and it you know it should be handled, and the teacher should be you know offered a correction of action to make sure she or he does that again. But policy violations can be uh, you know mo- rel- relatively minor or or more serious, but it, they're not illegal. Now, what about in terms of the school? There are two ways to look at this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's the policy violation that may or may not have been done by the coach, and and has the school violated a policy? It's really a two-part question. Uh, I, I don't, as of now, I don't believe the school has violated a policy with the sending of those emails. Um, I, I'm almost certain that the board uh, president, you know, consulted with the attorneys and said, yes, we can do this. What what we feel was violated was, well, one, it's unprecedented and has never been done in our district. And in doing some uh, conversations with off- the Office of Counsel with NYSET, our NYSET labor relations specialist, most districts reserve those kinds of notifications for very serious violations, usually acts that, that would be considered illegal. So it just seemed way out of um, way out of uh, proportion to what the alleged incidents were. Um, I, again, I, I, I go back to Minister McLean's uh, characterization of just heavy-handedness. Marty, let me uh, just jump in with a question, which is uh, the great mystery here, right? What exactly is the alleged policy violation in the case of the coach? Um, I, it's pretty much out there. I'm, I'm not sure I've been authorized to speak about it, but it, it pretty much is as it's appeared. It was uh, about a, a student in, in, in uh, distress, distress, I guess is the words that have been used, and um, helping that student, you know, leave, you know, place that student in the, in the custody of her father to escort her home to seek whatever care would be needed. As opposed to what? But what, what, what is the, what is the well, policy? That they, that's a good question, because it, it seems to be, I, I, I understand that they're saying there should have been other, you know, a uh, you know, uh, more formal way of a, a child leaving the building, you know, signing out and, and those kinds of things um, that was not followed. I can believe well, it, but I believe okay. in the past teacher, uh, you know, I can go back to, you know, other incidents where uh, certain staff members, including administrators, notified a parent to say, come pick up your child. And well, I, I'm just going to say, as, a, as somebody who, who is a parent that had four kids go through the school system, 
and now I don't have any kids in the school system, so nobody can do anything about it. There were occasions. <laughs> where go, go ahead, Robert. <laughs> where I took my kids out of school. Don't you want to help me with him? Go without ahead, Robert. telling anybody, I just told my kids, come out to the car because we got to go run someplace, right. go to the doctors, whatever. And we didn't bother going through the process of checking in, checking out. And well, what happened is you'd get a, a harshly worded note saying, don't do that. Mm-hmm. But right. The onus for taking a kid out of the school is actually on the parent. And my understanding is the parent came to the school. Yes. And if the and parent violates the policy, okay, well, they get a sharply awarded letter from the, the principal. Well, well, let's, but that's let's about keep it. Frankly, if, 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 the, if the member violated the policy, then a, a, a letter reminding the member of, of these, this is the proper protocol. But frankly, I'll be honest, I think if I, if I ask, which I probably will end up doing, please show me chapter and verse yeah. in the board policy or in the faculty handbook. Well, of course. Says this, I don't think I'm going to see it. Well, but if I may, go ahead, Mark. The logic jump in here, all of this speaks to, the, it, it points the focus squarely on the board and its leadership for taking this uh, opportunity to settle a personal vendetta. Well, that's a concern I, certainly, I I certainly agree, well, and it, it, it becomes more well, apparent with each passing day that they don't interview uh, Coach Durenzo, that they don't expedite a meeting, that it really seems like a punitive way to keep him off of the field, away from the, the practices, and ultimately I think their goal is to make sure he doesn't, he's not able to end the season. Let, the let me postulate this, let me postulate this to the three of you, if, if I may. Um, there is the element here, in fairness, that we don't know. We don't know what, what they were thinking or why they behaved the way they did. Now, we can surmise that it was personal, we can surmise, and, and maybe with, with knowledge that I don't have, um, but we do need to wait and see uh, what 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 it is the policy that that he's alleged to have violated. Uh, Agreed, but but we don't we're not going to see any resolution until they actually will sit down with yes. the coach and interview him and and get his perspective okay. uh, on what happened. I, almost, I it happened Wednesday, and we're still conducting this thorough investigation without having spoken. Go, go, Mark. If you let, let, let Mark speak, I, I, he said, oh, "I'm sorry." Go ahead. That's we, okay. We can be informed. By, we can be informed by the the character to fat around this case, and I think that the, the one thing that Mr. Daly brought in that I think is very important is that. They sent that they sent that that email out on the other teacher mm-hmm. a week later. Yeah, he mentioned that the, they, when they sent the email out for Coach D, and that that speaks to me that they were covering. Well, it sounds like an equivalency thing. Yeah, I get it. What mm-hmm. was going to do because they exactly. went, they didn't want exactly. to be uh, attacked as, as as not treating the the the. the uh, Okay, but before you go, they've handled it. So they handled it back, and and they send out this this email a week later in order to protect and inoculate themselves. Okay, listen up. I I, I agree. First of all, we've got to move on. I have one more question, and then we gotta gotta wrap it up. And this is a question from a pedestrian talk show host who doesn't have. The, the, no, no, I'm serious. Who doesn't have the intricate knowledge that, say, Bob Cox does, which is why he's here. 
and, and this is just a common sense guy that used to be an executive. At what point does Mr. Daly get to sit down with either Amy Mazzelli or the superintendent and say, hey, we've got to work this out and have a frank conversation. Does that ever happen, or do the swords have to be out? I am actually hoping that that will happen. I, I can't speak to sitting down with the board. President, usually, um, you know, the governance structure would be I would sit down with the superintendent. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly am willing to, to sit with uh, Ms. Moshelli at any time, but usually... Um, when the union and the district that are at odds, it's it's between the union leader and the and the superintendent. Um, and I'm certainly willing to have that conversation. I am eager to hear why this is being delayed and why this is being treated in such a a you know. Um, I, I I keep going back to Minister McLean, heavy-handed manner when it it doesn't it doesn't seem based on the facts that I'm aware of. To be okay. Uh, that this matter doesn't seem to be warranted. Okay, I, I, I got to put a wrap on like it. Just to, just to say, I also would like, you know, it's not just, and I think um, a couple of people have alleged, uh, not alleged, a couple of people have alluded to it, is it's not just about Coach D for us, it's about these emails that go out district wide. Every is that new policy that every time a teacher is reassigned to home pending an investigation, mm-hmm. names are going to be sent out to the community. Uh, understood. We need to, that needs to be stopped. And that's, that's understood. Listen, we, we, we've got to go, but I can't thank you both enough, um, sir. Thank you so much, uh, Reverend McLean. Thank you. Oh, you're you're more than welcome. I'm sure we'll talk again. Uh, I but so. I want to thank you, and of course, we're talking Martin Daly. Uh, the union rep, and I'm going to be sure I get it right. Fuse. Fuse. What? Fuse. Fuse? Yeah. Confused or fuse? Oh, well, <laughs> sometimes both. Sometimes it's hard to say. Reverend McLean, Mr. I'm the one who's confused if you ever figure that out. Thank you so very much. Bob Cox, what are you thinking? Where do we go from here, sir? Uh, I'm the confused one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're up. You're up. Uh, I think, uh, well, first of all, I think that there was some news made there, and I think those were, uh, you know, good people to hear from. A very reasonable guy, uh, Mr. Daly, I thought. Yeah, well, I, I think that uh, we got a good idea of what the issues are from from the perspective of uh, the union and on the due process and about whether or not this is new policy and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I understand that issue. And then, uh, you know, the other part of it is, is hearing from Mark, who I think is the president of the NAACP, can mm-hmm. speak uh, for the black community. I, I think what you have is uh, some serious uh, damage control that needs to be done by the district because mm-hmm. they have really alienated two very important constituencies in this community. Uh, and as, as, as Marty was alluding to, uh, and for what? Because this sounds like a fairly trivial issue in my view and I go back to this I, I heard you know what what was being said there about what's been going around and the uh, football parents have put out their statements and the key allegation seems to be that uh, this parent took the kid home without going through the normal process well that's actually on the parent that's the parents the one who violated the policy not the coach if he didn't interfere in the parent doing it or something like that 
Um, well, okay. that's frankly what we don't know. We don't know, and again, the question is how egregious is, is it, but we don't know that maybe he was supposed to call someone and didn't or involve another person and didn't. You know, we I, don't know that. I, I uh, well, for, first of all, the person who would know is it's Marty. The, is Mar no, because it would be in the union contract. Oh, I see. Okay, as to what the obligations are of staff in that case. And he doesn't know of exactly what it is that he violated. The other a violation could presumably be that you have a student in medical distress and I was on the uh, school uh, save committee which deals with security protocols and the protocol for everything in the school whether it's a bomb threat or a student who's you know in medical distress or you know, having a seizure or, it's always the same call 911 that's the procedure well uh, from my understanding of the story there was a district employees who were present in the cafeteria where this incident took place and they didn't call 911 so you know maybe that shouldn't well, happen maybe she's in medical distress i mean well, I, the story is that she had ingested a well, lot of alcohol what we seems what we we, we seem to like my new english yeah, what okay. we seem to, to to have here is the coach we, we the, someone needs to talk to the coach and give him a fair hearing. But also, we need to give the school district, seems to me, a fair hearing and find out. But what I'm inferring, at least so far, is something happened, but if it was trivial, why did it result in all this? Well, I think that you heard uh, Mr. Daly say something there at the very end, which was interesting, which is that his belief is, is that this uh, slow walking, the investigation, is a deliberate attempt to effectively suspend him from coaching for the rest of the year. God. Uh, well, they'd have to have a pretty good reason, Bob. Well, I don't know what his reason is. No, no, is, but Bob. I'm assuming, you know, no, but what, I'm, I'm not saying that his reason for saying that, if the school district were to keep him off the field through some kind of vengeance, that would be so egregious Well, but also this fuel would increase. I'm not even speaking to motivation. He's speaking to what they're effectively doing which is every day that goes by is another is day towards that yeah. on the practice field. He is not at the game, and this season, you know, could end at the next game. But what has we hurt hope him? It doesn't, but but the, but then the question becomes: Anyone logical asks what what would be his uh, malfeasance or error that would cause cause that kind of? Uh, well, I think what you're hearing is is that there's some underlying animosity here that actually isn't specific to the issue and well that's we, you heard from mark he brought up the athletic trainer issue and i did look into that and um at the meeting thursday with the parents bishop festin leak who is a well-known figure in this community is very involved with the football team he sits mm -hmm. on the municipal service commission uh he made remarks demanding that uh the superintendent uh, uh state that she wasn't, quote, carrying water for somebody else, and then he brought up the medical director. Which relates to that story. Okay, okay. so there's, there, I don't know if that's true or not, but that is the context for the reaction to what's going on here, and the allegation is is that they had a running dispute about this athletic trainer, and uh, that part of this is the medical director is upset with the way the coach behaved regarding that issue, and then this came up, and she took advantage of this to stick the knife in. That is that is the theory. That's the, the allegations the that allegation. are out there. I know it would be nice if it could be addressed. Well, sooner or later, it's going to have to be addressed. This mm -hmm. issue is not going to go away until we hear more from all sides. Bob Cox, I can't thank you enough. Nice job today. Again, uh, Reverend McLean.
uh, the union had. We've got to hit you with a little one more time of traffic. Now, we have reached out to the superintendent and the board president, Amy Maselli, and we do expect to hear from them, and we will have them on as well.